recording and then I'll give you a host privileges again. Woohoo! All right, so let me just get my stuff together. Okay, so guys, I'm so excited to welcome our next guest for today. I think every single parent should listen to her, especially now, um, because now is a time when you really need to get your kids moving. So Carrie doesn't teach gym, and her name is not Coach. She teaches a mind, body, and heart of every child. Um, she's Carrie Flint, a highly experienced, award-winning physical education teacher and adapted physical education specialist from California. She's a national presenter with 33 states so far. Wow, awesome. Advocating for the importance of quality physical education programs for all students. Carrie has taught in numerous schools and districts for over 20 years and has trained PE teachers across the country, sharing her musical PE program and teaching expertise. Welcome, Carrie. Well, thank you so much. And you know what? I'm a PE teacher and what I need you to do. Oh, are you going to switch it over to me? Yeah, I think you have a. Uh, I think so. Yes, yeah, I, think I do. All right. The music has started. All right. Yeah, I actually do want hey, you to stand up. Let's stand up straight and tall. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Join the fun. It's a crisscross exercise. Get ready. Now raise your arms above your head. One hand now, no worries, everybody. Hand. We're just going to do it for a minute. Cross way up high. Oh, up high. Now, cross the hands. To the middle. Keep it going. Now, crisscross way down low. Okay, let's crisscross those hands up high again. Down to the middle. All right, and way down low. Okay, the next thing we're going to do is step to the side and clap. You can step okay. either way. You ready? Step to the side and clap. Okay. I got you going. I got you standing up. Believe it or not, just having you stand up, I've increased your focus 7%. So now you're ready for my presentation on teaching the mind, body, and heart of every child. Thank you so much for joining me today. And let's see, there we go. I am Carrie Flint. And as Lee mentioned, I am a physical education specialist and I do musical PE, um, which means I do everything with music. And you're gonna learn more about that uh, later. But today I am just very grateful to have the opportunity to share how important physical education is, especially in these times. So I appreciate Lee for this opportunity um, to share with others beyond the physical education world uh, to parents, especially that kids are home now. So I am here to definitely let you know that there is a very, very valuable subject and what it is, is physical education. And the reason I'm taking this opportunity is because I know a lot of you out there may have a negative experience when you think of physical education. Oh, that dreaded mile or losing or oh my goodness, being picked last. Well, there is so much and with so much more with physical education that that's what I want to share with you today. 
The first is I need to really emphasize how important that physical education is part of the curriculum. So the website that I have put up here, it's shapeamerica.org, and that is our National Association for Physical Education. And it is from this site that you can have a wealth of information and resources about physical education, guidelines, what is appropriate, and so forth. But I definitely want to give the foundation once again. The CDC recommends a child to move, to move 60 minutes a day. By the way, it is 30 minutes for adults. Now, with those 60 minutes or 30 minutes, it doesn't say they have to be done all together at the same time. They can be broken up throughout the day. And that is some a tip that I am going to emphasize today, how important it is to get your kids up and moving frequently throughout the day. So that recommendation is from the CDC. From there, Shape America is recommending schools to provide uh, 150 minutes for children at the elementary level. And please notice where it says instructional physical education. And then 225 for middle and high school. Now that is what's recommended. Based on that, every state adopts something different. Now, wherever you are, you can find out what that is by going to Shape America and pull up the report where it says the state of the nation and you will learn a great deal. First and foremost, you will find out if your state mandates physical education or not, or physical activity. You will also discover other things that, for example, every state has a different teaching model. Sometimes kids get to have physical education once or twice a week, maybe three. Some are lucky enough to have it every day, but frankly, that is rare. Some physical education is taught by a credentialed physical education teacher. However, at the elementary level in some states, and that's including California where I'm from, a lot of physical education at the elementary level is taught by classroom teachers. There are states uh, that I have been to that have come that uh, put physical education in the rotation of specials. So they do six weeks and then six weeks of art and six weeks, six weeks of music. Um, and hopefully today after my presentation, you'll realize that maybe that's not the best model. Um, we really should have physical education much more frequently, not every, not every uh, 12 weeks or so. I mentioned that some, this is where you will find out if physical education is mandated and has man in California, we do have mandated minutes for physical education, which is 200 minutes for grades one through six every 10 days of school. Um, and then seventh to 12th, it is 400 minutes. Now that is different with all states. So that's something to look at. The other thing I want you to take note of is that some states say PA, and that means physical activity, which means those minutes could be a combination of physical education and recess. And there are also some states that have adopted and have mandated recess. The most recent um, is New Jersey. A year ago, they adopted mandated recess. Now, it is so important to be aware of this information because then you as a parent can be an advocate. And uh, once again, my presentation today is I'm hoping you will join me to be an advocate for quality physical education for all. 
But remember, you can get all this information with Shape America and to go to that website. Now, I've just described what happens when you're in schools and what happens, but we all know things are different right now. So here are the typical models that are happening. You as a parent might have your child from a school that does have a credentialed physical education teacher, so they're sending you online lessons. You may be homeschooling on your own. And then another possible model that you are experiencing is that your child has physical education being taught by classroom teachers that are required to do the physical education minutes. And they may or may not be getting PE lessons sent along with the math and the reading and the history and the science. So no matter what case, today I'm here to help. And that is my goal, is to help you today. Um, that is my email address. And ultimately today, I am gonna share as many uh, resources that are all free to help you, again, no matter what model or what situation your child is having and doing physical education. I definitely wanna emphasize that physical education is not athletics. It's not about running the mile super duper fast. It's not about being an Olympic athlete. The ultimate goal in physical education is to develop children to be physically literate, to have the knowledge and skills to enjoy a lifetime of healthful physical activity. And something to keep in mind, and it's one thing, it's wonderful for your kids to participate in team sports. That is awesome. But right now, we know that that is not happening. So I encourage you to take this opportunity to get your kids to try different activities because in the long run, that is going to stay with them. The research has shown that it is only 5% of adults participate in team sports after the age of 26, 5%. So yes, it's absolutely wonderful to participate in those team sports, but how about introduce the children to individual sports or dance or just help them find something to enjoy doing that more likely they will do as an adult. Uh, so to keep that in mind. My today's objective is I'm actually going to touch on the research because I definitely I stated that physical education just possibly might be the most valuable subject. And I do stand on that platform, but there's research to support that. And I am gonna touch on that today. I usually do all day seminars. We only have 30 minutes, so I need to just touch on it, but hopefully it will bring awareness to realize how important physical education is. And then of course, the recommendations and the free resources. So, I, my title is teaching the mind, teaching the mind, body, and heart. There's absolute research that exercise builds brain cells. It does a whole bunch as well, but you can build brain cells by exercising. Now, exercising your body is what you typically think of what physical education is, doing jumping jacks and running and doing exercises. And it's so important to have our body move and be important with that. And then of course our heart. Our heart is a muscle. Hold on for a minute. There we go. 
Um, our heart is a muscle. We need to exercise it. But the heart also is addressing mental health, emotions, or self-confidence that stays with the child throughout their life, whether they're playing ball or not. So much is taught in physical education. Going back to that Shape America website, not only can you have guidelines, it will also give you, um, you can look up the physical education standards. Every state has their own. However, um, you can pull up the national standards and you will discover when looking at those standards that it doesn't say soccer, it doesn't say basketball, but what it does say is dribble a ball throw and catch and kick. It lear it's learning about skills, but in addition to that, it's also about eating well, making healthy choices, uh, nutrition, hydrating yourself with water, learning about your bones and muscles, and it also includes working with others, thus playing with one another's uh, in teamwork and respecting each other as well as yourself. That's all in the physical, physical education standards. Now, I, I, I am gonna bring this up, um, and I have to say that these statistics that I'm about to bring up, they're alarming. Um, and we are very much overwhelmed with the virus right now, and it's tough, we're all inside. But we also do have statistics and what we need to be aware of is that the first that there's obesity, one in five. Now, mind you, these statistics have, are on the CDC. This is before anything that we are going through right now, but we definitely have that. In addition to that, you have children that are identified with mental behavioral or developmental disorders. And then this is very alarming, the suicide rate for our ages 10 to 24. In the past decade, it climbed 56%. All of these things, I am sad and, and truthfully sad to pass on the message that all these could possibly even escalate beyond this, we're inside. The kids aren't playing with their friends. They're not exercising. And quite frankly, and this is, I, I've seen so many people on Facebook saying they're baking, 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 <laughs> which, okay, I know we do that, but we need to be careful and mindful of what we eat as well. So we have these, and why did I bring this up? Is because I know in all of these areas and the research that I'm gonna present to you, exercise and a quality physical education program can help all in all of these areas. And there's one other area in addition to this that we know exercise can help. And that is being better, um, a fit child is uh, performs better academically. Now in California, we have the fitness gram and that is a nationwide taste. Not every state uses the fitness gram, but many do. So you may be, be familiar with it, but it's six tests. There's, it has to do with cardiovascular and doing push-ups and sit-ups and learning about your BMI. But please note on this graph is that it's only one, two, three, four, five, six. And it uh, doesn't tell you BMI or cardiovascular, it doesn't matter. But what it does show you is that the children, that the students that pass more of the fitness tests, they do better academically. Now we have data in California for fifth grade, seventh grade, and ninth grade. At every grade level, the same result. So what can I say? 
The fit body equals the fit mind. I know, I'm corny, I'm musical theory. So here we go. Exercise absolutely improves learning. It optimizes your mindset to improve your attention and motivation. And this graph I absolutely love. And if you can just take a gander here, when we exercise, we have endorphins, but look at this that we actually do and things to point out. Um, dopamine, it, improving motivation, focus, and learning. Over here, the hippocampus it, is memory. The more we exercise, it grows. And I mentioned at the very beginning that we absolutely do build brain cells when we exercise. So on this graph, it shows that you now, um, it definitely helps with the brain in all these areas of focus and mem memory and, um, excuse me, and thought process and complex thinking. Now, this graph I use all the time, and definitely when I work with classroom teachers, I want them to realize red is good. That means your brain is on fire. And what this is showing you, and it's the same 20 uh, students that their brain scans were done, as you can see, sitting, and then took the test. Now, sitting to the left is all green. And then to the right, there is red. The only thing different, and once again, it was the same 20 students that were, that were tested, is that they went on a walk. That's it. They went on a walk. And now their brain is ready to go. Why? Is because oxygen has gotten to the brain, and that also uh, stimulates, and those brain synapses are now connecting. They are more focused. So you're at home right now, and your kids are exhausted, and they don't want to do anything. Rather than get frustrated, that means to get them up, get them moving, and let them come back in and be more focused. Definitely incorporate play throughout your day. And yes, it will make a difference just by walking. Now, this graph I love sharing is shows the importance of doing a variety of activities. It's not just about running a lap or even walking. You can look at these different activities and how it can help in different parts and areas of the brain. Obviously, we have aerobic exercise for memory, but then you have lifting weights for risk-taking. You have attention um, by so definitely um, absorb this uh, page. But once again, this is all based on research. This is not something I'm coming up with, but we have this to support what exercise can do and how beneficial it is to help our children be focused. Now you can learn more about this. I am a physical educator. I am not an expert, but John Rady is. He's a psychologist that did lots of research and he is a champion in identifying the benefits of exercise and learning and much more. So this is a book that you can uh, look up, uh, John Rady and Spark, and learn much more details about this. Now with John Rady, his big thing is BDNF brain-derived neurotrophic factor. And basically he calls this the miracle grow, that definitely your brain will produce this as you exercise and it stimulates those synapses to connect. Uh, definitely much more powerful and helpful having that exercise behind it to, to increase this BDNF. As I said, he calls it the miracle grow. John Rady also talks about the value of exercise and how it helps 
alleviate stress and anxiety. And I believe we are all feeling that, not just our kids. It is not easy. We all know that. This is something that's sort of amazing that we're all feeling this. And exercise absolutely can help. Now, this quote is from John Rady, and he uh, funding taking a run is like taking a little bit uh, Prozac and Redolin. Now, I absolutely am not standing here and saying, oh, don't take medication. No, everyone is individual, and I'm not saying that. The only reason I chose to keep this quote in the presentation is to, to just remind you that the research says this can help. It is helpful, um, and everyone is different. Um, but get out there and take a walk. He also says as little as 10 minutes a day or 10 minutes at a time can be helpful. So going back to those 60 minutes, remember, you don't have to have it all at one time. It's wonderful if you do. Again, I'm not saying not to do that, but I'm just saying um, years ago I had, a P, I had a classroom teacher tell me, I don't have 45 minutes. And I was, I was confused. And basically, in his mind, he didn't have 45 minutes in the day to do physical education when it doesn't have to be a certain amount of time. A little bit here and a little bit there is important. So absolutely get your kids up when they're falling asleep or they're fidgeting, or they're frustrated. I tell classroom teachers all the time with this, this is your signal to get them up and get them moving. Um, so again, don't be frustrated, don't force them, but get them up and moving. Now, the key is variety. Variety, variety. Don't do the same thing every day. Be creative. Um, I've got some... Uh, dice here that I made. I made these dice and I just made them out of a tissue box and you roll the dice and this will tell them to hop or jump or skip and doing that using the numbers instead of saying five jumping jacks you can say 50 seconds of jumping jacks which is a really long time by the way um, but 20 seconds and it really is helpful rather than giving them a number to do give them a certain amount of time and you're actually going to get more out of the activity. But variety is key, um, be creative. And there's an abundance of exercise videos available online created by PE teachers for kids. And that is the one thing that I wanna connect you to. Um, so if you would love these resources, I can pass uh, some of my favorite ones that I have used and know the kids love. And that is not only, um, there's Tabata exercises, there are uh, dance exercises, there's yoga. A wide variety is out there for your kids. And then finally, at the very, very least, get them up and moving to music. And that's what brings me to me. What do I do? I'm musical PE. Now, most teachers in physical education, I, they, do, they do use physical uh, uh, music. But with me, I use music at a whole nother level. It definitely is motivating. It definitely is a great time management tool. It's a lot of fun. It adds pep to your step. But I also want to share with you this. And go ahead and read why music is so great.
I love the last quote. Our bodies are made to be moved by music and move to it. Um, but it, there's also more to it. As I said, I use it for motivating, making pep in a step. I actually match songs to activities. Um, that little warm up we did, crisscross, there was a lot to that. I actually had that song written. I had you stand up. I told you uh, I got your focus, 7% just by standing up. But crossing the midline, I'm engaging both sides of the brain and utilizing music, also engaging both sides of the brain. The power of music. I'm an advocate for absolutely, uh, for teaching with music in all areas. You, um, it promotes more of a complex thinking. I read where Einstein would get stuck on a problem um, and yet uh, he would get stuck on a problem and then go play the violin and then went back and was able to uh, solve the problem. Music is powerful. I also want to keep in mind that with physical education, as I said, not athletics, um, definitely all those activities uh, are part, but I want you to, to remember it's focusing on the skill. Balance activities you may think are silly, but it is absolutely the foundation of everything we do. But research has shown that it also helps with academics, reading, and writing. Um, so uh, again, physical education, it's not just about throwing and catching. It is so much more that is accomplished. And things like crossing the midline, helping children um, with that. The next rhythm, of course, I love music, but that's a connection to language as well as helping them to read and it's fun. In California, in physical education, we have standards that specifically identify using music, clapping to a beat, uh, creating an exercise routine to music and uh, doing that as well. So it's a lot of fun and easy, easy to do. But once again, that also is physical education. Now, you don't have to have equipment at home. You can be creative. And I am the, the, I love making homemade equipment. So here we have it. My scoops, my absolute favorite piece of equipment. Yes, it's just a water jug. You can easily cut the top and put tape on it. Um, and so no one will get cut. What I love about the scoop, it is an activity that kids can have an absolute great time all by themselves popping the ball up, catching it, tossing and catching it. And then, yes, they can have a partner as well, at a distance, of course. Um, but this is something that they can have fun all by themselves. You don't have a ball? Well, you know what? A stuffed animal. You can play catch with a stuffed animal. Or, as you can see here, it's a sock ball. And what is a sock ball? Well, here's two tube socks. I actually have a pair with two holes in it. My husband's never going to wear them again. All you do is roll them up, roll them up, and then I twist it inside out, and I now have a ball. So you don't have to spend money. Now, the picture at the bottom there, that is a deflated six-inch playground ball um, and or a little ball that you can get from the dollar store. And then I cut it and put in sand, or you could put in kitty litter. And then you have to completely cover, cover it with duct tape. And now you have a medicine ball. Other fun things, balloons. Now, balloons are a lot of fun. And it's also not only hand-eye coordination, and once again, in physical education in California, we actually have standards to keep a balloon in the air using an implement like your hand or an elbow 
or your head or your foot, or you can make a paper plate racket. That's right, paper plate, that's all it is. And you can keep the balloon in the air and doing that. Hand-eye coordination, a lot of fun. So as I conclude here, I hope I brought awareness that you understand that physical education is so much more and we are teaching the mind, body, and heart. And I do hope you will reach out to me as a resource for you or a source for resources and they're all free. And if there's anything I can help you with. Again, I have lots of activities, lots of ideas, and an abundance of videos I've discovered over the years, as well as right now, there are so many PE teachers that are sharing so much. Um, it's not an easy time. Um, we're doing our best, but get those kids up and moving and realize all these things are helping them academically as well and emotionally. So thank you so much. Awesome. I had so much fun listening to this, even though I don't have kids. And like, I had so many, I learned so much from you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you decided to come to my summit. Wow, guys. So please, um, you know, again, go to musicalpeplus.com. Or if you want to um, have any questions, please email Carrie at musicalpeplus.com. Wow, this was amazing. Um, let me know if you guys have any questions on like the chat. Um, I'm going to be monitoring the Facebook live to see if anybody has any questions. Um, but yeah, all in all, super duper relevant right now. I learned so much. I hope, um, parents learned. So Dr. A says awesome, uh, presentation and valuable info. Um, somebody shared and tagged you. Uh, so let me just see. Anybody else have any questions? Yeah. So. Woohoo! Um, Carrie, do you have anything else to add? Because otherwise, I think it was a great presentation. I had so much fun learning from you. And uh, I think just a lot of people will benefit from this. Well, I, I just truly appreciate the opportunity to reach out beyond the uh, physical education community. Um, and I really do feel it is very relevant. Uh, yesterday, there was a post from a PE teacher saying, they got an email from a parent asking, do we actually have to do the PE lesson? And then today I read in Texas, a teacher, a PE teacher in Texas was let go because they felt that this subject wasn't, wasn't um, uh, in the list of the core subjects. So it is so important. So the more that I can get out for people to realize that it is as well, it is truly um, and literally teaching the mind, body, and heart of every child, and it really is so important right now. And when we do go back to normal, to be an advocate and appreciate, especially if you have, if your child is at a, at a school that does have a credentialed physical education teacher, really appreciate that, um, because there are kids out there that don't. Um, and so the more that you can advocate for quality physical education, it's a win for everybody. So thank you everybody for joining me today. Awesome. Well, this replay will be up soon and thanks so much for joining. I'll see you next time. All right. Bye-bye.